Sam Reinhardt gets first star of the week in the NHL for the last four games. Is Brandon Montour a lock to be back on Power Play 1? And we preview tonight's game between the Florida Panthers and the San Jose Sharks. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Tuesday, November 14th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Ramon Velez from the Hockey News, and you can follow me on X at Monoman12, follow the show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here to get your daily Florida Panthers fix. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's that's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. So some awesome news this week as far as individual accolades. As we saw Sam Reinhart's four-point performance against the Chicago Blackhawks on Sunday. Now towards the tops of the NHL in goals scored as well. He has been named the first star of the week in the NHL for the last four games, getting 10 points in in the four games. And it's just incredible to see the how the success of that top line has just continued uh, throughout this. It, we can't even call it the young NHL season anymore because, I mean, we're we're basically at the quarter mark of, of it i mean whatever uh whatever uh 14 divided by 82 is i i'm not i'm not going to do mental math on, on the on the air so it, it's crazy to think that with the forward lines now being healthy right now with sam bennett being back which we'll get later on in this segment about anton lindell but let's go just go to that top line for the florida panthers and of sam reinhardt Alexander Barkov and Evan Rodriguez. And it took a little bit to for even Evan Rodriguez to get going on the offensive end. But even when we were talking with Jacob Winans a few weeks ago about the worry of, of it, what he's done on the defensive side of the puck and, and, and in transition and battling, battling on the forecheck as well and finishing as well, back checking everything, you name it, as far as what that group has done. But here's also some crazy stats as well we spoke about the goals against but also the goal differential per 60 is as well and and the difference in it goal goals against per 60 this is assuming they play a full 60 minute game don't take a shift off but of course hockey doesn't work that way but per 60 they don't even allow a goal per 60 and the difference between what their goals for and goals against is a is 5.8 per 60 just an incredible rate that this uh this top line is 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 producing on the ice and as far as as far as quality shots and as far as creating open shooting lanes as well the top line has 103 total shot attempts that are unblocked 
that go to the net. And that, if you're wondering, as far as analytical purposes, that is called Fenwick. In the, if you are, if you follow analytics and, and advanced stats, and the next closest line, which was the the line of Kachuk, Lundell, and Verhage when they were together, well, with Sam Bennett being out, only playing really one full game and and and, the, and a period, the, the Kachuk, Lundell, Verhage line had 52 unblocked shots go towards the net. And it just goes to show, and I tweeted this earlier on X, how the pan, that top line, especially when they cycle the puck around, use their east-west movement to their advantage and draw the defense out of, of position. And once they see an open shooting lane, they're going for it. They're getting into the dirty areas as, as well. And even when it comes to transition, as far as north south, they are they are putting the puck to the net. I mean, we see we have seen Barkov now more in transition shoot instead of passing it off to whenever there is a two on one opportunity as well. So there is has been so much growth in this line with the newcomer in Evan Rodriguez, and mind you, when Reinhardt and Barkov were together last year. The quality was the quality of opportunities were there, but the finishing wasn't as well. So it's great to see the work that they put in training camp, whatever they did during the off season and all is manifesting on the ice. And just what has, what that, what that line has done is just, we got to be very content. That second line, Small sample size with Bennett, Kachuk, and Verhage. Corsi 4 is at a 69%. Nice. Uh, but expect that to go down. But still, the small sample size and what we're seeing in, in that and as far as having the puck in, in there in the opposition zone and forechecking and just battling along the boards is just this, this is an opportunity for a healthy squad to get even more wins and more opportunities and all. And we, we, we love to see it. And this is the thing as well. Anton Lindell has been shuffled up and down throughout the lineup and him and Antuzus Theranen as well. The second line has done better as far as, as far as quality chances with Etu there versus Lundell. Etu, um, excuse me, Lundell doesn't have an expected goals percentage over 44% on any line that he's been on this season. So a lot of times that, and all the lines that he's been on, whether he's facing, whether he's playing against the, the team's second line and all. And even when he's uh paired, he was paired with Etulus Duranen and Nick Cousins in the beginning of the season. That one's a small sample size though. We have seen that line pinned into their, to their own zone quite a bit. And I mean, Lundell has six points through 14, 14 games, one goal, um, five assists. But this is an opportunity for him to get going more as, as he now doesn't have to shuffle as much. That's assuming that this Panthers lineup is, is healthy as, as well when it, when it comes to that. So the, it, we got to definitely love the trends that are going for this, uh, these forward lines as well. And we were giving a lot of praise to Stenlin, Lorenz and Lomberg in the beginning of the season, right before things had to be shuffled due to injuries on how they performed in their limited minutes as, as well. So an opportunity for that fourth line as well to keep going 
and 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 playing at a at a at a good rate that they were in the first few games of the season. But we're going to transition over to segment number two, where we're going to discuss whether it is a lock for Brandon Montour to be part of the top power play unit, and what can we expect for even do we see the D pairs stay the same as far as the top four only shuffle down or will we have two right-handed shots on the same pair when Ekblad and Montour come back? We are going to discuss that and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. We spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up on wins and losses. Who starts and who sits? I'm thankful for that connection we have. And today, I want our chat to be a little more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply of ED medication. You realize what that means? Bring on extended travel. Bring on the next natural disaster or supply chain issues. You are covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics like Cialis, Viagra, Viagra, Rivadio prescription, and this is possible possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply of your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies, and I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use that promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase. Once again, that is promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase at jacemedical.com. That's J A S E medical.com segment number two here on this tuesday november 14th edition of the lockdown florida panthers podcast thank you once again for making the lockdown florida panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a tuesday it's going to be a little late night with the cats uh this week going to be fun the fact that this episode is coming out a little later uh and during the day gives you guys plenty of time to get once again, like I say at the top, your daily Florida Panthers fix and a lot of time in between your day job, whether you're listening to this at work or out on the road, wherever you may be listening to this show. And by the way, thank you guys as well, as always, uh, for, for that. But let's talk about the deep pairs uh, for the Florida Panthers and really what to somewhat expect when they come back. Because the, the hard decisions, which aren't really hard, uh, honestly, as far as one transaction is going to be happening soon. We are likely going to see Mike Riley being placed on waivers as far as to bring one of the guys of Brandon Montour and Aaron Ekblad back. Everything is trending towards Brandon Montour being the first of the two um, coming back from his upper body injury and the soldier, um, excuse me, shoulder surgery that he had during the offseason. Uh, just honestly, two days after the Stanley Cup final ended. And the fact that, thankfully, he didn't delay it because look 
if if, he, if it's taken this long to come back in game action, can't imagine what would have happened if he waited a little bit to get that surgery and even spoke about, let's get this done right away. Thankfully, Brandon Montour is healthy. The Panthers are 9-4-1. and one, And really an opportunity to take advantage of this California trip that starts tonight at 1030 uh, exclusively on ESPN+. And a lot of talk with last year about Forsling and Ekblad being together, a, a pair that was up and down at times, m- more down than than up. We we've ha- harped on Aaron Ekblad's plus minus last season. We don't and but thankfully during the playoffs it really turned around. And when you think about the flexibility of right-handed shot, left-handed shot, the Panthers, all seven defensemen that they currently have on their roster are left-handed shots. You've seen you've seen Kulikov had to be on the on the right side as well, and uh, and and all, and even Yves Belinskis, OEL, they're they're all playing on the right side for the for the Panthers. But as far as what the what has what the defense core has, has looked as far as the the early portions of the season. Is it possible that we could see Paul Maurice go to the not want to break these D pairs up based on how they performed throughout so far? Because think about how the quality of chances and the fast moving, uh, how fast the puck is moving with Forsling and OEL together, which Forsling is a plus 12 on, on the season and definitely has upped his game upped his workload as well even 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 though he's not on power play one he's he's getting more of that responsibility on five on five as well their expected goals percentage is at 57 percent, which is amazing uh you definitely are happy about that so the chances of or 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 something i asked myself do you put ekblad and forsling back together i don't know how you can honestly and and also when when you think about the power play with yeah Aaron Ekblad can um can rip a one timer from the left circle and and also can battle along the boards for lo- for loose pucks on the man advantage but i'm not so sure as well if Paul Maurice is going to have two stri- two units back to back in power play 1 and power play 2 with both units on with 2D in it i see more of Brandon Montour being on power play one because of how fast you can not only can move the puck, but off off puck movement as well, which is so key when conducting a power play. And this is a power play unit that's somewhat coming together, question mark. And that's being nice. Um, I mean, the Panthers didn't get two power play goals in one game until just recently on Sunday. But, you know, only has been one major change as far as Carver Hagee getting on that top unit but even the panthers have had success without carter hagee there so do they go back to 2d on the power play with oel and brandon montour we could we could very well see that we could very well see a lot of movement as oel gets it to brandon montour on tour on the left flank you see him creep creeping in getting it to the circle then dishing it out behind the net and then and then you see him move towards the right hand side as well all Reckman Larson go, goes towards 
the left as well and and fire fires a slap shot as well and then brandon montour creeps in for a a, a rebound chance as well or even sam reinhardt who's in that bumper position and it's a good situation but this even during the preseason when i went on the fla cats hockey podcast with david rodriguez kirby lupo and ryan keelan I, I i told the guys i'm not as sure as david was when he said that aaron ekblad is going to be on 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 the power plate i'm not so sure honestly if if, if it's going if it's a sure thing i'm more certain about montour but again do you replace ekblad as that QB on PP2 over Forsling. I mean, Forsling does have a power play goal on the season with that with that second unit. There's a while where it was just Sam Reinhart producing, and then uh, Gus Forsling broke that uh, as, as uh, just a few weeks ago. But that 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 is it's a unit that has a lot of fast puck movers and and guys who could battle it along along the walls too. And I can see something like Monty, OEL, Barkov, Kachuk, Reinhardt on, on the first one, Forsling, Verhage, Erod, Bennett, and Lundell. And if you put Ekblad there, maybe you take Anton Lundell out. I'm, I'm, I don't know. But it's, it, it's really hard for me to picture uh, 2D on both units as, as of right now. But it's all going to be dependent on how, how the battles along the walls go. And and even Paul Maurice a few weeks ago spoke about because it's upper body injuries, you're not worried about their skating as well. It's about the when you're when you're battling, that is the real concern, how you're going to use that upper body to create separation of the puck and 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 throw the defense off if more guys are creeping towards one side of the wall. And if you win it, you get it back to the point. You get you go to the middle of the ice to possibly redirect something. So what what's that going to look like and and all and as far as the 5 on 5 d pairs we what 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 do we see do we see do we see ekblad oel with a right-handed shot and a left-handed shot do we see ekblad montour we've seen a whole bunch of lefty pairs but do does paul Maurice love what he likes what he sees so much the the fact that you can't break those up and right now with Forsling OEL, it's looking like right now you can't. <laughs> and that's and here's the thing as well with the the decor and bringing guys in as well. Kulikov had a little bit of a poor start, but he has he has cleaned up on the penalties. And even Chicago went went after him after that big hit on uh, Connor Bedard uh, as well. And once again, Yuvis Belinskis, according to Paul Maurice. Did not do anything to take himself out of the lineup. It was a matter of wanting to see what you got in Mike Riley as well. Thankfully, Yves Belinskis is waivers exempt. And yeah, after how him and Mahura have looked, which, they're, um, which their advanced stats look great too, you would hate to see, you would hate to see Belinskis out of the lineup. But the, when you think about Ekblad and Montour, those are guys you just don't scratch. As much as we've complained about Ekblad over the last few years and his, and how it, injuries have hindered his play, even when healthy, but you don't want to be in the business of losing guys when when 
you are trying to fill in the lineup and be cap compliant too. And with the Panthers and Jonas Djakovic looking like that he's going to be returning to the team after his conditioning stint with the Checkers, who were they were in San Jose playing the Barracuda. Looks like Djakovic is going to be meeting with the Panthers and it's going to be at 23. What do the Panthers do? Do they go 13 forwards and, and, all, and all? That's also another thing. And do they like Belinskis so much that even though he's waivers exempt, they say, we like what we see. We, we, there, there's no way you can just send him down. And yes, playing professional hockey overseas, it, it, it's showing in Belinskis' game too, as far as jumping up on the rush, not being afraid to, to get to get the puck to the net, which unfortunately he had a goal taken off the board uh, with Sam Reinhart uh, clipping the skate of Arvid Soderblom, which we didn't even discuss that in our crossover with Jack Bushman, but that was the right call. Sam Reinhart's skate was slightly in the crease. not um, And even though it, it was quick where he got out, it still interfered Soderblom's ability to make a save. And it's a shame because there's no guarantee that Soderblom would have been in position for Yuvis Belinskis to score his second of the season. But still, the fact that he has won, and after being, being a, I believe it was the 17th Latvian player to score a goal in the NHL, uh, just, uh, just continuous how great the story is for Belinskis as, as well. And you're going to hate to see if he does get sent down or even scratch. And also, Josh Mahura. He's been Goldie um, said something on the broadcast about how he's been somewhat of an Iron Man throughout his time after the Panthers claimed him off waivers. He's played all 82 games in the regular season last year, all playoff games in every game this season. Do we see that Iron Man streak for Josh Mahura end once the team is healthy? And I'm going to go back to a quote that. Florida Panthers historian Francisco Aporta said the other day, welcome to depth. And that's what the Panthers have. This, this is the good problems that we continue to harp on as far as when it comes to hard decisions, these are the hard, these are the, the hard decisions that you want to have. It's like rebuilding is hard. Stay being mediocre is hard, but also having depth, and a lot of and some injuries while still winning and having to make uh, tough decisions as far as who to wave or who to send down, that's hard too. So choose your hard. Thankfully, this is Bill Zito's version of hard. In segment number three, we are going to preview tonight's game between the Florida Panthers and the San Jose Sharks as they make their one and only visit to the SAP Center in San Jose, California. We're going to discuss that and more here on the Locked On. Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. And if you are very satisfied with how the Dolphins bye week went with all the other teams in the AFC getting some L's this week, especially their 
the teams in their division and teams fighting for the number two seed, then you might want to place some of those bets for the Dolphins to win the AFC East. And you can do that all on FanDuel. Once again, the app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network. Segment number three here on this Tuesday, November 14th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Tuesday. A little late night with the Cats tonight as the Florida Panthers visit the San Jose Sharks from the SAP Center, where, fun fact, the Florida Panthers have won six straight games in San Jose. Their last loss coming on November 5th, 2015. And a nine-game winning streak overall over the San Jose Sharks. And we thought that the Panthers had played well against the Detroit Red Wings, where they're currently on a 10-game winning streak. But the stats against the San Jose Sharks, as far as winning streak, just as good. Uh, tonight's call, uh, it'll be an ESPN Plus exclusive with John Boutrigas, AJ Malesko, and Blake Bolden will be doing the sideline reporting for this game exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, Panthers come in at 9-4-1. The San Jose Sharks come in at 2-12-0. And, and it was a fun night for the Florida Panthers as when they faced the San Jose Sharks on October 24th. Not only you get the win, the only goal you give up is on the power play where Anthony Stolarz, as far as his peripherals, it was a really hard uh, pass for him to see from behind the net. And and uh, and the uh, Sharks score on that that one and only goal uh, on October 24th. But the, also remember that was the same night as the NHL Frozen Frenzy as well. That was the 7:45 uh, puck drop. And Panthers, these next four games, next four are against Western Conference teams, including the first game that they come back from their West Coast trip against the Edmonton Oilers at home. Who the Edmonton Oilers have a new head coach, uh, Chris Knobloch, who coached Connor McDavid in junior. And the breaking point looked like for the Edmonton Oilers when they lost to these San Jose Sharks, which what has the have the San Jose Sharks done lately since October 24th? Two seven and oh, two games of 10 plus um, two games that they gave up 10 plus goals, including two in a row uh, against uh, Vancouver and the other one against Pittsburgh. Shut out three times, including two in a row and three times in the last nine games have. Uh, gotten two goals or more so once again the issues that are that happened that we were discussing with the sharks before october 24th are the same that happened are going on currently which they don't score a lot of goals the panthers are one of the best defensive teams in the nhl and the san jose sharks the the even when even when it looks like they're defending well some bad bounces go their way i mean Radko Gudas, he had a, a shot from the point that was blocked by Mike Hoffman, go, tr goes up in the air, and then gets past Mackenzie Blackwood. He, he doesn't even see that goal. It's like shooting a three-pointer, it felt like. Uh, not not going to do my Mar Marv Albert impersonation uh, here, not here on the show, not publicly at least, but I was kind of thinking about uh, how he would say yes whenever someone makes a three-pointer, and that's what it felt like as, as well for uh, – for Rako Gudas scoring, that was his second goal of the season. Uh, so I, I'm not, I'm not even sure how many goals uh, 
Rakugu scored with the Florida Panthers uh, last season. I wasn't even paying attention to his goal scoring. That's that. That's not what you pay attention to for a player like that. But he has two on the season as well, and a chance to surpass uh, the numbers from the last uh, few seasons with the Florida Panthers. But the Panthers are three four zero against the West this season, and not not the fact that all of their games, their losses as far as regulation have come against the West encouraging sign but this is a this is a road trip where you have to be at least 500 when you get back with the san jose sharks being in the in the rebuild mode that they are in trying to get macklin salabrini out of uh, boston university and the la kings struggle at home the anaheim ducks have lost two out of their last three a very important road trip for the florida panthers right before coming back home and thankfully they got points when they needed to in in the beginning of the season also for san jose during the stretch one more th- a few more things they're outshot on average on average by 15 per game since october 24th since their last matchup no excuses honestly for this florida panthers team to come out on the losing end even if they start off slow it's funny because even if even when the san jose sharks got their first goal on on october 24th the Panthers were dominating that game and you've never felt like that the Panthers were going to lose that game at all. I didn't, at least I didn't feel that way because of how fast they can score at times, even though the goal scoring hasn't come at the rate that we've seen over the last few years, which by the way, a little bit of a shameless plug, uh, go to the hockey news.com slash Florida for my latest article on breaking down the Panthers defense on what they've done to get themselves to their current nine, four and one record. So a little bit of a shameless plug there. So, no excuses. Got to find a way to win. As far as goaltender for tonight, some might think, oh, play Anthony Stolarz. You you have a team that's rebuilding and all. He won last time, but with the amount of back-to-backs coming for the Panthers, one this week on Thursday and Friday, and one in the coming weeks in the, in the last week of November. It's a Monday and Tuesday. It's a Monday and Tuesday. I'm trying to do the Dates in my head. 26th and 27th against uh, against uh, Toronto and Ottawa. I believe that's the order. So I'm going to assume that Sergey Bobrovsky will be between the pipes for the Florida Panthers tonight against the San Jose Sharks on the road. You give uh, Anthony Stolarz one of the starts in Los Angeles or Anaheim on the back-to-back and just continue to get the good, the good vibes going for this Florida Panthers team. And something that Nick Fairbanks also pointed out to me through text yesterday, because truthfully, I don't look at goalie wins. I I've said it many times on the show. Goalie wins aren't stats. However, he sent me uh, a list of, of, of who leads the league in wins for goalies. It's Sergey Bobrovsky. So pretty impressive. Uh, what we've spoke about how he is standing tall in his crease the rebound opportunities are 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 not as often even though it was a little bit of a struggle on uh Friday against the Carolina Hurricanes but one we don't see those games happen too often for Sergey Bobrovsky and the timely goals that the Panthers have had plus the defending that we've spoken about how the sh- slot shots are it's 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 pretty clean for for the Panthers defense you you gotta you gotta give a lot of you gotta give some stick taps to 
Sergey Bobrovsky and the defense core on getting him to eight wins on on the season. And Nick Fairbanks also predicted that he was going to get over 35 uh, at the start of the season. And uh, his prediction's looking pretty good. So I think that uh, Bobrovsky is going to is going to get an hope if he starts another win tonight. But hey, if we see Stolarz there and then on one of the one of the back to backs, it, it'll be beneficial for Sergey Bobrovsky to get his rest before as the Panthers will be flying back cross country uh, to face the Edmonton Oilers uh, next week. But chances are you want to get you want to continue. You want Sergey Bobrovsky to continue getting the his uh, his reps necessary as we were expecting with Spencer Knight not currently on the team that it was going to be more of the load. We were not going to expect a a sixty forty with Bob and Stellars. That was never that was never going I I that was never going to be the case uh, as well. So it, a, a big chance to get to seven game a seven game winning streak on the road in SAP center 10 games overall and a little one more thing we had a we have an over under as far as cups of coffee uh prior to eat when it comes to each game on this west coast trip my over under for amount of cups of coffee is at 2.5 panther fans if you want to comment tell us what you're over under um are you going over 2.5 are you going under 2.5 as far as that i've already had two today and we it is 12 51 p.m on a on a tuesday chances are i might have one more right before we record our post game show and that is a reminder that after the game it'll be cats after dark with jacob winans as my and myself as we will be breaking down this matchup between the florida panthers and the san jose sharks on on tuesday night as as the Florida Panthers go into SAP Center, it, so join us. Uh, post game shows are live, so subscribe to the Locked On Florida Panthers YouTube channel, uh, so that so that you could listen to Jacob and I live as well. So as, as we get our raw reaction to the game, so thank you once again for listening, and come back tomorrow for the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast for another Winans Wednesday edition of the show. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Stuart Odin, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.